You are listening to The Turning Point Podcast, a place to come together to share unique stories that will encourage, uplift, and motivate one another. This is a space where we will absolutely be inspired to become the best versions of ourselves spiritually, mentally, and physically. So if you are ready to take this venture with us, grab a cup of coffee, call a friend, and let's begin. My name is Shelly Rain, and welcome to the Turning Point Podcast. During today's episode, we will be talking with mental wellness coach, Wendell Smith. Mr. Smith is here today not only to share his expertise, but also to talk about how to achieve peace in the journey as Christians to spiritual and mental wholeness. So let's listen in on part one of my conversation with Mr. Wendell Smith. What I find exciting, uh, you know, Shella, I have been a clinical social worker for over 30 years. And in being a social worker, I've been in every aspect of, of social work, child protective services, uh, private therapy, all of that. We, we did all, even in the prison system. And I've come to understand that um, it is not in people's books because everybody's writing books now. Everybody mm-hmm. writing books. Everybody got it. Everybody got has a book. <laughs> but you know, the book that we need has already been written, mm. which is the Bible. When we base our lives on the Bible and what God says, nothing else matters. You know, as an as a mature individual, I remember when homelessness and mental illness was coming to the forefront and and different sects of people talk about pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You know, you can do it. Think and grow rich, think positive and all of that sort of thing. And some people did not have bootstraps to pull themselves up by. So so they're left out. So I'm saying that to say when we allow our lives to be based on what God says, then life changes on its own. You don't have to try to change anything. It changes on its own. Yeah. You know, so that's 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 pretty much who I am. And there is um I've seen so much mental illness yeah. in so many forms mm-hmm. and so many people. Um you wonder what am I even doing? As a therapist, what am I even doing? And what we wound up doing would be we would be rehearsing what what trauma or whatever people have gone through, and at the same time not helping them because we can help them as a mantra, as a reality. Only God can heal. So I, I had to come over the thirty years. I had to come to the conclusion: I'm trusting God. So as I talk to people, I'm talking to people about trusting God, not trusting what I say, right. but let's trust God. And one of the things, one of the shortcomings that happen, we as people do not realize who we are in God. Hmm. You don't know the power that you have, you know, because we, we buy the lie, you know, um, 
you're not tall enough. So you must not be smart. You did not get an education. Nope, nope, nope. You didn't go to uh, HBCU. You didn't go to an Ivy League college. You didn't go to stamp. You didn't go to any of these things. So how can you possibly be smart? And we find ourselves living in what other people have said. Hmm. When God says, you're my child, you know, and for those of us who have children, your child can't stop being your child. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is so true. Even though they do some dumb things, but you did too as a child. You oh, did yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, but in that something because it's like I am who God says I am. Problem. The problem is, uh, Michelle, is that we don't know who God says we are. <laughs> but you know, and 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 I, I love that fact that when we talk about being or recognizing who we are in Christ, you know, because through life we go through all of these things and, you know, yes, you even talked yes. about it, you know, being a mental wellness coach and all of the people that you've encountered down through the years that have experienced the trauma, uh, you know, depression, yeah. anxiety, all of those yeah. things. But, <clears throat> and a lot of people deal with the mental illness factor, right? But yes. specifically today, I want to talk about that stigma um, associated with Christians and mental health or mental illness. Yes, yes. Because yes, yes, it can be difficult yes. for Christians to have that conversation. Um, because sometimes as a Christian, you feel as if you're failing, if mm. your mental mm. health is not where it's supposed to be, right? And it can ultimately prevent uh, a lot of people from seeking help because it's like, okay, I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to trust God that he's going to take care of this. My, you know, the depression, the sadness, the grief, the anxiety that's associated with that. You know, I just put it on the altar and God's supposed to take care of it. And that's that. The problem, the problem that comes up with that is that when we are traumatized mm -hmm. to whatever degree we are, it may be at home, it could be at church, especially at church, because people are saying you are supposed to love God. And because you love God, you dare not sin. You, you better not sin. If you sin, if you ask for help, there's a problem. We carry these grudges and this anger for years. And what happens when we carry this anger and grudges and anxiety and depression, it alters our DNA. It alters how we function and think to the degree that the emotion we're supposed to have to calm us down because God has, has put that on us. God has said, you know, uh, let this mind be in you. If you are heavy laden, I'll give you rest and yeah. all of that. But you, you find out, ah, I want to give it to God, but I can't. I can't because the resource that I need to give it to God, I've exhausted that with my anger. I've exhausted that with my frustration. And now the tool that I would use to release my anger, it's not there. It's not there. So when you go to 
it's like it's like starting a car. Mm-hmm. When you go to start your car, you expect the car to start, but it doesn't. What do you do now? And you say, well, I don't have the number for AAA. I don't, my, then what am I supposed to do? So that's where we find ourselves. Because now, not only do I not have the emotion, but when you come to church on Sunday morning or whenever you come and say, good morning, Brother Wendell. How are you doing? Happy Sunday. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Miss Judd. It's a wonderful Sunday. And I just finished getting cussed out. Oh, I just finished. I saw Sister So-and-So sitting in my seat. And now I'm dealing with the emotions. So the stigma is I can't let anybody know. The reality is, in Christendom, the reality is that we, the goal that Jesus has for us Christians is peace. I give you peace. And it doesn't matter how he gives you peace. The goal is wholeness. To be made whole. That's right. That's the goal. Yeah. Remember the man that, that was sitting uh, um, sitting by the pool of Bethesda? And I'm not trying to get specific here. But Jesus went up to him and said, well, what, what do you want? He said, I just want to be made whole. Yeah. You know, so, That's right. So we need to, in Christ, there is wholeness. Yeah. In Christ, there is peace. In Christ, what we know, Shelley, one thing I know is gone. Yesterday is gone. That that's simple as that. Yesterday is gone. I cannot go back and change one word. I can't change a thing. Right. And because it's gone and dead, you know that remove. I, I can't do anything about it. So I right. got to trust God to move forward. So that's 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 the short of it. Yeah. The stigma. Uh, the stigma of somebody finding out you got depression. This right. Stigma, yeah. Yeah. The stigma of finding, somebody finding out that your child is autistic, that your, your, that your husband really hasn't worked in, in, in a year, unfortunately, for whatever reason, that, that you are really, when you go home, you're really going to drink a six-pack. Or you're going to drink a couple of beers, but you're sitting in church. Amen. Amen. Nothing wrong with that. But when you come to God, when we come to our Christianity, we must trust God to take us all the way through. All the way through. When I've sat there and I've lost a child or a loved one, and I did everything right, Shelly. I had prenatal care. I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. You know, everything was perfect. And the child is not here. I carried it for nine months or six months, whatever. That loss is real. It's real, yeah. It's real. So the question comes up, what you going to do? Everybody knows, you know, that I've lost, you know, a few children. And... The thing is, I remember praying, Lord, take away the yes. sadness because it hurts. Oh, oh, it hurts oh, so oh, much. 
it's painful. It hurts. And I can't really carry this pain anymore because it's too, it's hard. Right. And I'm praying and I'm trusting God and I'm believing because, you know, cast your care. The Bible says, cast your cares yeah. on me because yeah. I care for you. And, yeah. and knowing yeah. all of these, these scriptures and then, you know, God speaking, you know, I'm right here. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And, you know, I feel okay for a little bit. Right. But the pain, it, I'm struggling. It's a, it's a struggle, right? It's a struggle. And it's like, I, I love the Lord and I trust him and I believe him. But, but this pain is still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and maybe that pain mm-hmm. is necessary mm-hmm. for you to be who you are. Right. Yeah. For you to be the person that you are. Because without the pain... And I'm not I, I'm not wishing it, it upon anyone because it, it comes in, in, in too many ways. You know, sometimes we think so that because I'm angry, I'm sinning. Because I I want to fuss at somebody or whatever. An emotion, having an emotion is not a sin. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not a sin. Yeah. You can feel the way you feel and yeah. it's okay. Right. And I, but I think people get it twisted. I think they get it mixed up sometimes, you know, because we were just talking about it not too long ago before we started, you know, recording, but in going through the trial, like you just said, maybe there was purpose in that, you know, maybe you had to go through it for a reason. And it's like getting to the point where no matter what level of pain I have to endure, do I still trust him? Do I still yeah, walk with yeah. him? Because like I was just telling yeah. you when, when the situation, when I was at the hospital with my mom and yeah. the baby, and when, you know, my mom was asking me, you know, what if he doesn't do it this time? You know, will you still trust him? And trying to settle that up, because I needed to know, will I, will I? And then I'm like, yeah. I will still trust him. Why? Because I love him. Because he's the center of my heart and of my life. But when you're walking through that pain, when you're walking through that difficult situation as a Christian, one who loves God and trusts him, right? It's just like you don't want to tell everyone I'm going through depression. I'm going through anxiety. I'm experiencing this trauma. With me, the smile stays there, right? And it's okay. And um, I remember, and just in, a, in all honesty, I remember going to the doctor, my regular doctor for a physical. And, and I don't know, she's talking to me and I'm sitting there just crying the whole time. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, because it's uncontrolled, yeah. it just comes out at any, it's crazy because it's like, oh, no, I don't need this right now. We don't need, because, you know, you, with me, wipe the tears really quick. I'm okay. Take a deep breath. Keep moving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then what happens with that is in the most inopportune time, it comes comes comes. out. And that was embarrassing because I'm sitting there like, why am I crying? Yeah. Yeah. And she told me, you need to talk to someone. And I'm like, and then she grabbed me by my hands. She said, I know you love the Lord. She said, I love the Lord too. She said, it's nothing wrong with you going to talk with someone. And I was looking like, okay. And I, you know, I followed, I followed through and, and did exactly what she said. But a lot of people don't do that. They, they, they don't uh, because there's a, the, the stigma 
yeah. you talked about. The right. stigma is there. Yeah. But when you trust God, you know that, first of all, there are no coincidences. People do not come into your life accidentally. You know, for, for everyone has a purpose. Right. And to be able to find someone in your life, this is so, so important to find someone in your life that will walk with you through the experience. Yeah. Someone that's not going to judge you. Right. And say, and say, and say, Shelly, you know, if you hadn't smoked that cigarette, right. you, your baby would say, oh, come on. But somebody's yeah. going to tell you the truth. That's and great. the truth is, God loves you. In spite of right. what you see, in spite of what you feel. See, what happens, part of what happens, Shelly, we have to learn to get our vision out of the way of how we expect God to answer. Yeah. I've talked to many people, women specifically, that says they have this vision mm -hmm. of the man or the person or the children, whatever they want to be. And every time it comes down to a point of where there's separation, divorce, and hurt and pain. When we trust God, then we always, as you said, take it to God. Yeah. And he will reveal it without question. Because remember, you're his child. You are his child. And and one of the things we know, Shelley, if there was no one else here on earth, he would have came and died for you. Thank you so much for listening to the Turning Point Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, we would love to hear from you. So please head over to ShellyRainey.net to participate in our episode discussions. Until next time.